Good morning from Birmingham, Alabama. You're listening to Word of Mouth. We're here with three of my best friends, Cole Eddins, Jacob McClendon, and Miles Allen. My name is Miles. All right, guys, tell us who you are. I got it. Yeah. Uh, my name is Cole Eddins. I am from Birmingham, Alabama. I am 22, a senior at Sanford University. Go dogs. Go dogs. Oh, wow. And uh, I recently learned last night I love a grilled chicken sandwich for mug shots. Wow. <laughs> That's my intro. Today's episode is sponsored by Mugshots. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mugshots. Specifically, the one that wasn't not the restaurant. <laughs> Did it close already? <laughs> wow, not the restaurant Mugshots, but like Mugshots when you get arrested. People mm-hmm. that go to jail. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. sponsored by Honestly, getting arrested. Mugshots in Fultonville opening up right beside Five Guys. I mean, what's up with that? Crazy. Five I was guys a business also minor, like and I know that was a dumb idea. For a patty. <laughs> All right, Jake, what do we need to know about you? Um, my name is Jacob McClendon. I am 19 years old. I'm a sophomore at Sanford University. And <laughs> my, my, uh, my favorite kind of Christmas tree ornament okay. is the ones that like spin. All right, Myers, what do we need to know about you? My name is Myers. I studied economics at Sanford Anniversary. <laughs> Where do you work now? I work at Peacock Insurance. Hello. And in legitimately Alabama. a sponsor of our episode today is Peacock Insurance. So if you need any auto or home or renters or what is it called when you get like engagement ring um, insurance? Uh, it, it's a... Um, valuable marine floater oh a marine floater uh, yes. insurance it's, it's if you need insurance on anything for a boat if you need insurance for your church all the pastors listening yeah There's many pastors listening joel yep. joel jeff. Jeff. jeff shout out jeff you probably actually will listen to this jeff so shout out jeff. shout out jeff um yeah i'm a coffee enthusiast mm-hmm. i'm a a car enthusiast. Do you love the office and adventure? I'm a Claire enthusiast. <laughs> mm. I'm married. Married. Shout out, um, Claire. I'm a Christmas enthusiast. Mm-hmm. I like, I'm enthused by Christmas. Same. Would you say that it's your favorite holiday? Absolutely. Ooh, favorite holiday. Go around. By, by Christmas. Christmas. Christmas just is like the one holiday that all the other ones are kind of based off of, I feel like. Mm. All the other ones are just wow. variations of of Christmas, real St. Patrick's Day. You know, I Christmas, only green, focuses on green, <laughs> green and drunk. I don't, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I feel like all the other Christmas ones. is like the gift holiday, and then Easter is like gifts, and then like Thanksgiving <laughs> is like food. <laughs> yes, gifts, gifts, gifts. <laughs> my it's favorite, uh, my favorite historically has been July Fourth. Wow. I don't not because of like America. Legitim- legitimately, you always love July Fourth. Yeah, me and my family always went to the beach on July Fourth, and we rented that's like the same house growing up. And that's cool. This past year, I've only had one. Wait, I think I've only had one bad July Fourth. What happened? Wow. Uh, what I was at working at camp in Washington, mm. and you weren't at the beach with your family. I wasn't at the beach with my family. <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. I was in Bellingham, 
and I, I was the working at a camp. Beham. The Bellingham. wrong Beham. Yeah, the worst Beham. <laughs> it was weird living in Bellingham and seeing like Beham stickers. And I, oh, it, that is weird. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> here, you know, we have like the Ant No Ham like Birmingham. I don't think I've ever seen that. You've seen that? <laughs> yeah, I never saw that. Whenever I was in Bellingham, ain't no ham. Yeah, I've seen no the ham, I've seen man. the the B with like a ham, like graphic. Yeah, they, they hadn't caught on to that one yet either. <laughs> That's shocking. Yeah. Actually, the they B skipped with the, ham the graphic. It's like so that is the lowest hanging fruit. It's like, what if we put a ham on the ham, ham part? part. <laughs> they like skipped the meat meme world yeah. they just jumped straight into vegetarian <laughs> world when in, in washington Sorry to whoever made that <laughs> they missed the meat <laughs> meme i actually wonder who made that graphic originally probably that guy the, thinks he's a fucking genius and probably i, I guarantee order. you he does not live in the city I limits bet, of I, I bet his business <laughs> is called magic city something and he lives in magic Vestavia. city i guarantee you he lives in I, right. I feel like he might live in Morris. You know how Morris like has logos of the Birmingham skyline everywhere, <laughs> but it's they, just like way out. It's yeah. not Birmingham. Yeah. Remember the Christmas Vision shirt that was like the Patagonia logo? Oh it said man! Wow. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh man! For all of our listeners out there that doesn't know what Christmas Visions is or Gardendale, at that. <laughs> It's where Jake and I are from originally, it's where and I work. Christmas Vision, and it's where Peacock Insurance is. Again, shout out, P.I. Shout out. Shane. But Christmas Visions, we raised money at our high school, like an enormous amount of money every year, actually, um, to like pay for Christmases for students who couldn't afford it, and like students' parents could apply for it and stuff. At all the different elementary schools around and Jeffco, you, you sold they like sold shirts every year to like raise money for it, and. Most? Like students like submitted to be the shirt that got voted to win, and I won it my senior year. I made really? I put What's Christmas visions one? in seaside font. <laughs> I made oh the seaside God. shirt. Yeah. Horrible. Wear those Heck like yeah. crazy. Yeah, all the, honestly, I didn't know that was you. The, the best one. I didn't know that was you, man. That was all the craze in 2011. Yeah, I remember. I love seaside font. I remember sitting with Madison Ferguson. Shout out Madison Ferguson if you're listening. Um, no shot in but. ad design. <laughs> And she taught me, like, I had never seen Adobe Illustrator before in my life. And she, I was like, I don't know how to do graphic design. I need your help, Madison. Because she was, like, president of the ad design club. And she straight up, like, Boom I needed, club. like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we needed attended club. Illustrator. We needed Illustrator to put Christmas Visions in seaside font. That was that was it. That was the whole graphic. <laughs> so, yeah. And people went crazy Amazing. over it. We're like, add to cart. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, July 4th, great holiday. Um, what was I, yours, Cole? Yeah. Mine was oh, Christmas. You said Christmas yeah. I think more this year than ever. I've strictly, my whole life, been a Black Friday, start celebrating Christmas. Mm. And I was very vocal about people that would listen to Christmas music before Black Friday. Mm. Really, especially in high school. That's I real. felt like that Wait, was... Wait, sorry, is it on Black Friday? Or is it like... On Black Saturday. Friday, you okay. can start, you know, gotcha. goofy and really felt like it was my job to tell people <laughs> that you shouldn't <laughs> to do be that. that to be the Christmas. Yeah, police. That's yeah. Goofy. that was, I had to do. That was that. real. I made fun of people so hard for listening to Christmas music. That is so same. Same. I, I, it, while we're on the subject and we have an econ major in the room, I actually am really curious. Cyber Monday and Black Friday, I, from my understanding, used to be one day mm. and now they're uh, they're still happening man. now yeah. like this year like why why are sales 
Why is it possible for sales to last this They're long? They're too good. They can't be contained okay, to one day. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't think sales on like Black Friday and Cyber Monday are as good as they used to be. The first I sure, fully, I fully sure agree. It, like you, you used to walk into for like seventy dollars. Yeah, you used to walk into like Best Buy, and you would first of all you'd wait in line for like two almost days, hours immediately like out. to get this TV, and the TV would be like seventy percent. Dude, off. the thing is, like it was like you were was, stealing a TV. There was a Best phase Buy. where people were legitimately fighting other people yeah, over yeah. deals. Fights that's, in Walmart. That's oh, not man. You remember the Galleria? Whenever we were going, that out. was crazy. Ooh. Oh man. Yeah. The gallery but is I the just, mall. I don't, I don't in think Birmingham. the deals are that good anymore. It oh, has yeah, to not like, be because there's like stretched it out so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Black Friday is actually like two weeks before Thanksgiving. Yeah, like legitimately, Amazon had deals. I think a week before Thanksgiving this yeah. year for like early Black Friday. Yeah, it's like that doesn't make like any t- sense. If you take like an Xbox. What, what, I don't even know how much is like a new Xbox like five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Like twenty like no percent off of that. I'm still not like busting down. Hey, the look door. up, look up Xbox prices. <laughs> Can we see Xbox Sorry, prices? Imaginary prices. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's like even twenty percent off of that is like okay. Like I'm still spending like a uh, yeah. Yeah. What's the ma- what's the math on that? Jacob? Go ahead. Okay. Four hundred and thirty dollars. So, <laughs> so uh, just to put this in reference, okay, the first thing on is Walmart and a original. Xbox four ninety nine is on sale for three ninety nine at Walmart right now, and we're we're a December. It's just 9th. December ninth. Yeah, it's just yeah. a you day. <laughs> like, how much do you think? Who makes Xbox? Is it is Xbox Microsoft? Microsoft? Like, how much do you think Microsoft makes an Xbox for? Like a hundred bucks? Okay, here's here's some business, bro. Stuff. Okay. Xboxes Ding. like the the system is a loss leader. I was about to. They lose is this, money is by this a selling. They lose yeah. money by selling the Xbox, but they make up money on the back end. <laughs> Big business brain right now. <laughs> Sam's calling back in. Let's, let's pick this up. Hey, Sam, what's up, man? Hey, what's up? Hey, you're live on the podcast. <laughs> what? You're live on the podcast. This is a sneak peek of our next guest. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm man. Live right now, for you're, real? Yeah, you're live. You just called in during the podcast. Oh wow! All right, hey, give us some content real quick. What do you? What should we know? Uh, just be prepared for anything, man. Hey. I'm excited. That's that's true. That's true. That's right. All right, man. I'll call you later. All right. See ya. All right. I totally thought it was gonna be Sam Adams. I was like, "What's up, man?" I was like, "Oh, Frank." Hi, man. That, that was my What's brother. Going on, brother. He will. I I don't know what in what order these episodes will come out, but. Sam's going to be on later today. We're going to be talking about something fun. Maybe yeah. regarding an inland marine, marine policy. Perhaps. Oh. Perhaps. He may or may, not, never to he may, or may not have actually added that to his winter's <laughs> policy. Oh, that sounds real interesting. Tune in Tune in for the insurance episode. <laughs> sponsored by Peacock Insurance. Yeah. Um, if you were closely listening, that joke made sense. But if you weren't, you're going to be like annoyed. Anyways. Okay. Finishing Xbox makes up money on the back end from all the games they sell, all of the, the like, 
controllers i think they do actually make money off of um i've listened to someone talk about this so this is just second so they lose money every xbox they sell but dude think about how much money people spend on call of duty and fortnite and all that yeah like once the game is done being made it costs like 19 cents to make like downloadable content yeah xbox makes money off of that so they they put a lot of money into developing it on the back end basically that's crazy i had no clue yeah interesting it's kind of like when you open up a mcdonald's you lose a mcdonald's but everybody has to go there and buy like fries and burgers fries and burgers are like the games the x the mcdonald's building is like the xbox dude i was thinking that sure. same thing but i was thinking about it in subway context so i'm just like not there with you <laughs> okay i was not tracking i only eat a our, burger our, <laughs> our christian ministry major and our music major are having trouble keeping okay. up okay bro <laughs> I'm a I'm a nonprofit management minor, so okay. I can yeah, I can knows how to so make you don't money understand without taking any of it for yourself. I can know how to ask for money. <laughs> hey, can you pay non-profit me to do that's just good like that's things. just a Christian ministry business major. <laughs> Legit, legitimately, they oh, you're said, in the business of Christians. Yeah, <laughs> they said, oh, you want a you want a business Booming background? Industry. We made this for your major, and I was like, all right, I guess I'm doing that. <laughs> how about that? And I'm acing my classes, so. Wow. Okay. So what we were talking about before we got on to, to move us along into our first like part of this, the ACT fascinating construct. We all have to oblige to, uh, or I guess the, what is the other one called? SAT. The SAT for you, for you Yankees and you, and you Westerners, West coast. We have folk. a lot of listeners up in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that. Shout out Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so I, I just think it's fascinating. Like how, um, <laughs> uh, we were talking about how you can take it like a million times or you can take it like twice and you end up with this score and, and the test change and the test grading changes based upon all, it's just a fascinating thing. And then you like that pretty much makes you capable or incapable of spending f- like a very critical four years of your life, like a yeah. cha- life changing yeah. four years of your life. And then throw on top of it, high schoolers during the pandemic straight up didn't have to take the ACT. Mm-hmm. Well, like then, they just, then they made it possible for you to take individual sections of the ACT. So you could super, yeah, so you could yeah. super score. You could that's super how, that's score. how I got all my scholarships for Sanford. I knew you could super score, but you can like go be like, I just want to take the I science take today. I want to take math. Yeah. Dude, honestly, yeah. I think the fatigue of taking all of them at one time no, is one of the sure. hardest parts. You get to, what's yeah. the last one? You get to math. Science. I, I think, think it's reading comprehension math. is the is the last one, dude. Whatever's last, you're just like, oh, like oh you just gosh. don't even want to. Like, yeah. think science? About I don't know. Science is that. That's hard. Yeah, science was all about. Was it chart reading? I think that was all yes, the science. It was, was. Yeah. it was like it was like basically like reading with extra steps. It's yeah. great. Like I literally took that test nine years ago, and I yeah. still remember <laughs> that. Like yeah. that's how like drilled into my brain i remember that was the first time i've ever seen a dap pen in my life because they gave us a break and we went to the bathroom and a bunch of guys were like smoking weed in the bathroom of the act and i was like Heck yeah wow. what are you doing they probably got 30 arguably the, <laughs> the most strict environment we operated legitimately in. Oh, sure. as a high schooler the most like pressurized observable context they, they dictate yeah. your watch you can wear yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right i just forgot about that. You, it was crazy yeah i remember the it, bringing in the right calculator was like a big deal yeah because yeah. all of us had to have was it ti 83s or something <laughs> the texas yes. instrument ones 
And I, from what I remember, type two we weren't allowed there. to bring in TI-83s. You had to bring in like a lower level calculator, but it could be up, like the level could be up to. So I remember going and buying a specific like ACT calculator, like whenever I was, you know, whenever I was di- mm-hmm. going down that path. How the first time you took? Yeah, the I was ACT. about to say. How like, old were you? Yeah. Um, Gardendale offered it for free for all the students. I think I was a wow, sophomore, sophomore, and I didn't know that we were taking it until I showed up to school. And I made like a, I think an eighteen or a nineteen. I was just like, "What is this?" Because the pre, did you take the pre ACT um, as like a freshman or something? No, I, I took don't it think so. and got a twelve. <laughs> wow, genuinely a twelve, and I was like. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I did not do that. It's a problem for me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take like AP courses. So those like even the question structures. Like I went from like, what is the mitochondria like match to the you know the four other options to like if you were you know I don't actually remember what it's like. It's like read this insanely dense chart and tell me a conclusion regarding the mitochondria. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Cole was saying before we got on that his best, your best. <laughs> say it, talk, say it, talk to me about it because then I have a fun story about my best ACT. Yeah, so I the first time I took the ACT, I was a freshman, and I got a twenty, and then I believe I was a soft. Yeah, I was a sophomore, and I did like a like a prep course with this woman that looked exactly like uh, the turtle from Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I guarantee you we took the same prep course. I guarantee What's it. Her, do you know her it's name? It's like Faye. <laughs> no way. Yes. Holy cow. She was yes. insane. She was so freaking good. Dude, she got, she bought me like eight points for yeah. real. So we, I took this course from her. We actually got a week of school off and we didn't, well, I, I went to private school, so we had to wear uniforms. Okay. And buddy. it was like, <laughs> couldn't be me <laughs> and so it was like hey you don't have to wear your uniform you have to wear jeans but you don't have to wear your uniform jeans? and we'll bro you were stepping yeah, out yeah. In those jeans. and you can like go take this prep course and take the act on saturday so i took the prep course sadly i got my worst concussion ever like the weekend prior and so well, how did that happen <sighs> that was I went head to elbow with a dude playing soccer. Not not beneficial for the thinking ability going into the ACT. So I, I do this that, whole week would, of prep. Kind of impair you yeah. a little bit. <laughs> not to think clearly. So I'm like halfway doing this prep because I'm like concussed. And then comes to the morning of, and I was like, I'm not going to do good, Dad. <laughs> and he's like, sorry, Dad. But he was like, take some Adderall. <laughs> Oh man! So I took Adderall, and And you're like, (laughs) and I was so locked, bro. And so I went from having a 20 to having a 27 while concussed and on Adderall. Wow, (laughs) dude, mine is not that crazy, but I, I had mono my junior year of high school. Ouch! And it sucked. I lost from kissing. I went from so much kissing. I I went from (laughs) 206. I weighed 206 pounds to 178 pounds in two weeks Whoa. it was crazy because i could eat you know those like go-go school or not go doctors hate uh, this go-gurt? trick the 
What's get mono? Inject mono. Get mono. What's that? Nearly die. Little applesauce packs. Go, go, squeeze. Yeah. Okay. I I could eat one of those and a piece of bread a day. That's all I can eat. And sometimes I would put it on the bread. (laughs) And uh, it's like, wait, you were only allowed to eat that? Or like, I I would throw anything else up. Like, immediately I'd throw it up. I'd just be like, (laughs) I remember after a tennis match one time, I, uh, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> and I got like garlic parmesan boneless wings. It was like Thursday night, so it was like half off. Oh, 50 wings? I, oh, the so deal's did you too have good. mono and then go play tennis and then go to beat okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain a little bit. I didn't know I had mono. I like had a weird like fatigue all the time and we couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, okay. But I like didn't want to miss out on like mm. the tennis season, so I kept playing. But I just felt like garbage every time. And so we went to like Buffalo Wild Wings after, got garlic parmesan, ate it, and then I was like Mm-mm, I don't feel good. And then I, I got to the parking lot and genuinely just barfed everything <laughs> up. Shout out, shout out, Susanna. Um, she went and got water. <laughs> oh no, that is time. crazy. Uh, let's, do, let's do a Susanna shout out ticker. There's like seven by the end. What's going on? Yeah, she she was like, I'm sorry. Sally's gonna be like, what the heck? Um. Yeah, so yeah, I had mono. So then I um I took the ACT with mono, and like waking up in the morning early with that sickness is like, there's few things I I hate more. It was like the worst feeling in the world because you just feel like you want to throw up and not move. And I had to go take the ACT. Oh, holy so, cow! So I got in there and already like that's the worst feeling ever. Like getting in that. How room does your brain and, even function? Yeah, getting in that room and having to sit down and take that, but with like that horrible <laughs> sickness, I literally was like. And then I took it, and that was my best score. I got a twenty. That is insane. It was wow. crazy. I think I w- and it was the day of the Magnolia Festival. Mag so outside, fire trucks like <laughs> I was trying to take the ACT, <laughs> and everyone and the teachers like I'm so sorry. And outside, there's just kids like yippee! <laughs> oh my gosh, that is insane, so dude. Like, Does everyone remember what their highest ACT scores were for like each section? Yeah, I oh, do. dude, yes. Oh my gosh, I. Oh. Oh, those numbers so many times because like I want to go to Sanford so, so bad. bad. <laughs> yeah. My my highest was I got a thirty two in English. Wow, which yeah, I was kind of wow. I was kind of jazzed about. Let's go, Loki jazzed, <laughs> Loki pumped about that one. <laughs> what was your highest math? Uh, a twenty six. Uh, oh, that's good. I I think I. I think it, I'm not even kidding you. I, I'll have to average this out, but I think I made a 33, 32, 31 in math, science, English, um, and then a 19. That is fascinating. In reading comprehension. That's really? fascinating because I literally, same, That's crazy. same thing, but I got like genuinely like a 34 in reading, like a 31 in uh, English. Science, I got like a 26, and math, I never got above a 19. For all of our European listeners, um, <laughs> 36 is the highest you can get in each section. Yeah. yeah. So they're really bragging about listeners? a 100-point scale right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 36, so... Uh, Feeling pretty good. Feeling I, pretty I, good. My, my proudest moments, uh, 36 is in both English and reading oh comprehension. My Let's go. That's a perfect. However, <laughs> classically I, I educated homeschooler here. I can't tell. In Mississippi, though, so. I don't actually remember if I even broke twenty on the math. No, I never. I, I never broke I, twenty. I might I have so gotten. I, I might. I, I can't remember my math and science, but they were very low twenties. If I did break twenty, I never took algebra two in high school, and I passed algebra one with a D. Yeah, 
I am wow. horrible at yep. math. I feel the, like only, <sighs> the only class I ever dropped in college was pre-cal. I had to retake that class. That, that is so fast because like my brain, when there is like structure, like when, when you know you can fall back on a formula and you just, you, all you have to do is just like plug in numbers, Yeah, that is such a breath of fresh air. Whereas like when it's reading comprehension, that is limitless. Mm. Like yeah. there's a million different things that you could read and understand out of a, a passage. Story, story of triumph. I graduated with an econ degree. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sure. that's wow. like, wow. Yeah. honestly, e- econ is probably the closest math gets to getting back into like I mean, limitlessness. I mean, I took so many data science classes and stuff. It was, it, it was really hard. That's, was that's part of why I did it. I wanted to challenge myself. I was a business concentration. I took like a month of intro to data analytics and I was like, no, not, not what, for me. It's I, so we, hard. It was funny. As soon as it started to click, I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I think I finally get it. And then it was like, I don't. Because you, you, you had a, a 4.0 senior, like f- final semester, right? Didn't what? you make all A's your last semester of college? That was the only semester I of college so. I made all, all A's. But this my my first semester senior year i took econometrics and i think that might have been my worst grade in college yeah i, I might have gotten a d in that class did you pass i i did pass that was like it was the it's, that was also it's like the worst like the hardest no, that class was your in first business school i, I think i might have gotten a c in it that was your first semester senior so yeah. this year that i lived in it was my it was my senior project it was like your, oh, your capstone or whatever yeah. and and dude the, you have to it's basically I graduate level. I hated that thing. It's ga- basically a graduate level econo- econ class. And you have to do like a lot of research and data mm. science stuff. And it was really hard. What's the lowest grade that you passed a class with in college, Steven? Um, that's actually a great question. I definitely think I made a D in... I, dr- I dropped Spanish though. I think I, I either made a 69 or a 70 in econ. I'm not kidding you. Like, I remember... Dr. Carden, which like if anybody was yeah. a, a, a like a Brock elite, you yeah. know, Dr. Yeah. Carden, um, I just like a little side story on Dr. Carden to paint some context here. <laughs> this guy had us all over for dinner at his house, which was very kind of him. He's a great man. Uh, there's absolutely no way he would ever spend no. his time listening yeah. to this podcast. <laughs> no. Um, Shout out Dr. Carden. He had, <laughs> is it Ellie's Jerusalem girl, right? Yeah, it's Ellie's. Former employee. Yeah, it's Ellie's. <laughs> cool. No big um, deal. Ellie's Jerusalem girl. Mediterranean mm-hmm. place in Birmingham, mm-hmm. pretty good. Um, I remember he he catered it for when we came over for dinner, and he had this like uh, it, there was like no meat in this, and like legitimately there was this like meat supplement patty thing, and I was like he he acted like it was the best food on planet Earth, and I remember eating this like purplish, it was like kind of felt like a tortilla. Oh, it was just the weirdest thing ever. And he's just like, this is the best food I've ever had in my life. Dr. Carter, the food sucked. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. So I went over to his house one time, like, and it was just the most hippie house ever. And he's like a freaking genius. Yeah, it was it's like, really yeah. hilarious. He has like multiple papers published. Mm-hmm. Like New like York so, Times. So, so brilliant. He yeah. like Wall Street for, Journal. For the educating world to teach economics, he writes the textbook. Yeah, that's insane. Like so brilliant, and yeah. and yet, yeah, he, like his family is low key, kind of like hippie vibe. Yeah, like, like super yeah. weird. Yeah, that's interesting. But I remember being in his class, and like during the syllabus day, he was like, 
you have to spend like i think it was a four credit hour class no it was a three credit hour class because it was business and he was like okay so you need to be prepared to spend three times the credit Mm -hmm. hour amount outside of class every week for every class yeah and I it remember sucked, like, bro, it sucks. So nine hours a week outside of the three hours you spent in class a week, he wanted me doing like homework for every single class that I was in. And I was in five classes. So like do the math there, man. But like it was, it, it's impossible. Like mm-hmm. there, that is like a, that's like a 70 hour week doing schoolwork every single, and I was working and I was like, <laughs> I literally almost raised my hand and I was like, Dr. Carton, like you can't be serious. Like that's not. Yeah. And then he he assigned homework as if we were spending nine hours. Did y'all have Critic, the um, online platform? Yes, dude. And I did was, none of ugh. it until the very end, and I was I had it like a sixty-two or something like that. Oh gosh, because um, yeah. I thought the tests were going to be easy, and then I could not figure out like the tri. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was called, but the triangle like formula, or whatever. And like <laughs> I remember sitting in the caveat basement <laughs> one day <laughs> On for literally all day long like an entire like maybe 12 straight hours and i just went through critic and i remember like halfway through because you had to like watch videos you had to watch videos and you videos had comment. he had made at yeah. his previous university yeah. so it was <laughs> videos of him and uh, yeah which is insane like it's just more class and i literally looked up on reddit like how to code through chrome how to like get through That's the videos so faster like because i was like once you got to the quiz it was like it wasn't common sense, but it was like pretty. It was very. Sense. It was logic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I figured I had to like three class. times or four times my way through the videos instead of like I think it, I think it allowed like a two time or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But I was just like, this is insane. Like he would reteach the same stuff we learned in class just on a video. And you have you have yeah, to you had, had to. to watch it. It is really and it was funny. Like Ten or fifteen points mm-hmm. in your final grade, so I mm-hmm. had to get it up. So I can't remember how it finished, but I remember like calling my dad like afterwards, and I had already dropped or i'd already like failed spanish the previous semester and like dropped it before like the drop date mm. and i was just like dad like i think i i think i legitimately might have to like drop this class and he was like steven like i think you should at least try and it was like one of those like motivational like youtube video moments for me and i was like i was like you're right and i like <laughs> went to caveat the next day and just like grinded <laughs> like yeah dad, oh, I finished, and i, I passed finished. so dude so that chase your dreams it's really funny because that same class, I didn't take it at the same time as you, but that same class, I passed with ease, and that's why I chose to major in econ. Yeah, screw you, Stephen. And it's oh, not wow. not to say COVID I'm, semester. No, it was right before COVID. Mm. Okay. Dude, that that was hands down the hardest I've ever worked in a class. Like we would go to his office hours. I think I don't. Th- I think I got a B. Like I don't think no, I was crazy. No, because you would like tutor me. Yeah, we'd I like meet you. up in yeah. the lib and you t- and, and it's, like it's not to say I'm smarter than either of yeah. you. Just like that's how my brain works, you know. Dude, my and mom. So that's that's why I majored in econ because I was like, this is actually yeah. kind of easy for me, and it's harder for everyone else. So I guess this is what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> my mom that's was funny. so like, you know what, Cole? Like you have been so faithful and gone, and he loves you, and he sees how hard you're working, he will give you a C. Shout and out I'm Karen. Like, Shout out Karen. I don't know, Mom. <laughs> like, that's not how he works. She's like, no. It's not really how Dr. Card works. He's going to do it. Like, he likes Mom, you. Dr. Card does she not believe in God. In <laughs> <laughs> sure enough. I like. I was like, Mom, he's going to give me what my grade is. There's no way I can pull my grade to a C. And I got a 68. And Mom's like, shoot, I really thought he would have. <laughs> yeah. like, no, that's not how this guy works. He's no. like, um, that does not make economical sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man, shout out Dr. Carden though, great yeah. guy. It's so interesting, like in co- like college, high school, like difference of like if your teacher's like being a real scumbag, your mom's like, I can get involved in high school. It's like I I can do something. I can do something about this. this. In college, like I can complain about a professor to my mom. She's like, I can you. Uh, um, you my mom legitimately would like, advisor or something. My mom would be like, who do I need to call? And Le- no, literally. Like, and it's like, you, like, there's nothing you can do. Like, that just makes me look like a loser. If my mom is like, mom, also like, you knows I'm complaining then. <laughs> yeah. It's, my wow. mom goes to my theory professor and is like, why is my kid not passing? It's like, your kid sucks at music theory. Man, Samuel A. Peacock is about to walk in this door right now. Oh, I locked the door. well i I think that door over there is unlocked um anyways uh so what else you want to talk about (laughs) good question can i talk about a really funny joke that i made yesterday oh yeah this brings us to our next segment today which is what's a funny joke you told last week (laughs) okay sick thank you i'll go first (laughs) um so yesterday so i went to uh texas this past weekend um, and we stopped in Austin and played Butler Park, which is a golf course. It's like so cool. It's a nine-hole golf course. It's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. And um, Sam Eddins, brother of Cole Eddins and my roommate and best friend. Um, well, we dropped the best friend card. He's my best friend. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So he made a hole-in-one on hole two. Wow. At Butler Park in Austin, Texas. Crazy. And I, crazy. Uh, so he, like, saved the ball that he had made oh, the whole one with that. and put it with the scorecard that he like, whatever. Um, Did he frame it? And no, he's know? going to. Oh, he's that's sick. It. That'll be cool. So it was sitting in our room and I had an I, I had this idea to like, you know, in Indiana, in Indy and the Jones. Indiana Jones. You know, in Indy, <laughs> you know, Indy, Indy, this mm-hmm. Indy artist, Indy mm-hmm. and you know, the Jones. In, that, look, move on. Jones. You know Indiana Jones, where he like switches the skull with with something, like he like yeah. puts the thing in front over the like. Yeah. you know what I'm talking about. The yes. only Indiana Jones I've ever consumed in my life is the ride or like the show at Disney World. He, he replaces the he replaces the, the crystal skull, skull with, with like the a other thing, thing so and like then the boulder steal. chases. Yeah, so he can like steal it's, the skull. Yeah, it's the same way. The Ark yeah, of the so. Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He replaces the skull with the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> random yeah. random moments. The Bible shows up in <laughs> modern day media. Example one. Yeah, I think Harrison Ford. Is actually a Christian. That's why. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. So I, I had this funny idea. It was just me and Sam there to like switch the ball with another golf ball. And this is so a deep explanation that's just gonna be so painfully unfunny, but it's fine. So I I got my <laughs> welcome back to this segment uh, or this new segment we like to call. You had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I got my phone out and I and I pulled this up and I was like Sam, and then I played this. And then, I, which doesn't really make any sense because it's not the Indiana Jones theme; it's the James Bond theme. Thank you. And I, and I played it, and I like switched the balls, and I took his golf ball, and then, that, and that was it. <laughs> wow. And Sam and Sam laughed, and then Ethan Spades came in my room, and I did it again, and Ethan laughed. Wow. Wow. So that's two. Now Cole, and Cole is so laughing. Right now. I think, you got three laughs out of I think Cole was laughing at a different. <laughs> I'm laughing at how horrible that was of an explanation. <laughs> like the build up. I don't, Guys, I told this joke. Guys, it was I told a this funny, joke. It was a if funny you don't play that song, I don't think There's I would have known it was ratio. Indiana Jones. It's not. It's James Bond. <laughs> Oh, okay. There's got to be a ratio of like like joke to laughs. 
and mm. there's got to be a number of laughs before I think it's like a good guys, joke. Guys, like I have this. It's joke. like when you're it's like when you're a stand up comedian. I imagine, and you're you're <laughs> working on new material, and you go to the comedy club and you tell a joke, and then you try and measure the room to see how many people mm-hmm. laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you, that you, one does not pass. Do you, <laughs> do you You've only got like, three laughs out of that. Do you guys one. feel like out of the jokes? I feel like Cole, you would understand this the most. But like, do you feel like there's like out of the jokes that you make in like a group setting? Do you think that you have a higher percentage of misses to hits? Uh, out of a group setting, yeah. I, I, well, I actually learned this on my class the other day. There is, if you are to present a new idea, like a joke, to a group of people, and you give like your take on it, everyone is more likely to agree with you and like laugh with you mm. and be like, yeah, no, I that's what I think. Yeah. Up until the number of seven people. And then like once you get to seven, it is statistically more likely that people will like disagree disagree with you. Fascinating. That is so interesting. So like I I'm gonna I'm gonna be throwing jokes when I'm hanging out with my six family. People. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, five. That's six what I was people. thinking. I was thinking like if you're with the people that you know well, yeah. like your besties, your mm-hmm. family, yeah. then you just know how to get them you yeah. know yeah you know you know but when you're lands. when you're just like in a class with oh strangers or something you don't know i haven't talked like other than i guess music school like i know pretty much everyone in those classes but like in a gen ed i haven't like spoken and mm. i don't think yet in college yeah. I, I do not talk dude i i used in, to in, 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 in the music classes that i would take you know those classes were like 10 or 15 people yeah oh, dude, they're, they're i had so fun. those people rough yes oh it's so i had fun. them oh, so i had fun. them dying and then i'd go to my business class and, like, and it'd be like 40 people and i was not the smartest oh, person no, in the room at, at all in any way and i just i was I, I was quiet dude i don't i don't know what it is within me but it eats me alive when no one will speak and that's class. real no so oh, yeah 100 i mean and i would speak in class but i wasn't making jokes i was you know participating in class i'm like if i'm if i'm sitting in class and there's an answer and i know the answer you're gonna I'm, answer. I'm gonna wait yeah and then i'm i will raise my hand inevitably yeah, real. because it it kills me it's just dead silent it drives like, me mad when other people don't participate at all mm-hmm. and it's actually funny because my wife Claire is was the one person who's like very quiet and just listening yeah. and learning that way. And so, like sometimes I have trouble understanding her in like a group context, like home group or something mm. like that, because she won't ever speak up. Dude, that makes sense. That's how like Ella is. She like is great one on one when she feels really comfortable, and she's fun in like a group setting. But she's so much funnier when she's comfortable. And yeah. I'm like, just just do that. Yeah. And it's like. Cole, we don't all operate like you, stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, a fair, fair point. Hey, but yeah, it no, I get mean that. They're wrong or bad. No, they're just different. Yeah, they're just different. Hey. Kind of like me and Steven with econ. So true, man. You know, it's so yeah. true. not bad or good. So true. I'm different. not like, yeah, I'm not like a good student. Like I wouldn't categorize myself as like a good student in school. Like I, oh, I'm not a good student. Like I, I like I, in, I don't think Genets, I was either. <laughs> in Genets, I have my literally. I, I probably have my AirPods in like all class. Like I, oh, I don't wow. real. Like I, I don't real. I'm a horrible student in that context because I don't feel like that class matters very much, and I like want to have respect for the teacher. Mm. But I, I just like I don't know. It's it that kind of stuff is tough because like in like in like cortex CP whatever. I I just like. I'm sure I would have enjoyed the conversation, but I'm just kind of sitting there like, this is not. I'm just gonna do my assignments and get out of this class. Like I, I don't. I don't Dude, I'm I'm a big as long as I've been in school, mainly because my dad taught me. I'm a big like kiss ass. 
Like, I will do anything it takes. Honestly, true. Yeah. To, I, I your try dad, to be really Your nice dad and, taught you? My dad was like, here's the thing, Cole. Your dad taught you like, how to Oh, she, he wasn't like your teacher. He no, taught you to no. be that way. He, he taught me to, like, play your cards, man. Like, if you need to go and just butter them up, do it. Oh, butter them up, man. And, I watched yeah. The Princess Diaries last night. Great film. Yeah. Top. Top. I don't want to say top That's my parents' 10. favorite movie. I'll say top. 50 movie of all time for wait, me. I thought earlier you said it was Princess Bride. Oh, um, wait. No, Princess Diaries. Oh, oh yeah. No. I was thinking of Princess Bride. Uh, me as well. Princess, Princess Bride is a great movie. Princess too. Diaries is dimly, dimly I like Chris. Up, right? I like no, Princess Anne Diaries. Hathaway. I'm sorry. I spoke one of wrong Anne Hathaway's their, their favorite movie is Princess oh, Bride. Um, one of Anne Hathaway's first films. Princess and she's Diaries. like one wow. of the most famous actors ever now. It's kind of cool. But anyways, the, the queen of Genovia. Mm-hmm. Um, Anne Hathaway's character's grandmother. The Genovia mm-hmm. Convention. The Genovia Convention. She um, backs into, or uh, Anne Hathaway's character accidentally backs into a trolley cart in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then the queen just, you know, has this scene where she was just like, I am so proud of you as the cop and the trolley driver here. It is so like chivalrous of you to care about your people so much that you would run the city this way and like because they were giving her a ticket and stuff and like wanted to take her downtown and then she like bestows upon them this like honor of the rose because like the road sign beside her said this honor of the rose yeah and then they let her go free right after Mm -hmm. and then it was just like so such a good scene of what you're talking about right now. such a great example dude so with that example buttering your teachers up I'm in a financial management of nonprofit entities, and we're having nonprofit management. Money. Yep, we're having uh, Herbie Newell, who is the uh, executive high up CEO of uh, Lifeline Adoption Agency, and he's he's guest teaching. And so, for legit first day, walk up, hey Cole Edens, nice to meet you. And he, uh, we adopted my younger sister through lifeline and so he immediately was like i know who you are shout out hadley yeah he's like you're cool Edens. your parents are pat and karen your dad's hilarious i was like my dad is hilarious thank you and so we had the from the get-go we had this little like interaction and then mondays we go play golf yeah you and this guy no Uh we (laughs) you're with me bro (laughs) (laughs) we go play golf Mm -hmm. and it's during that three thirty period when my class starts I didn't know that was the class. Yeah. Well, okay. So every time I'm playing golf with y'all, I'm skipping his class. <laughs> That's the teacher that you text all the time. <laughs> and he's just like, I'll oh, forget it. Yeah, dude. Literally sending <laughs> him values honesty highly. He does. And, and like telling him like, Hey, I'm not going to be there today. This is my last skip. And he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, he said, I'm, I'm guessing you're home with your family for the break. And I was like, ah, I'm not, I'm not home right now. So I sent him a selfie of Sam and I playing. Oh my gosh. And I was like, I'd be lying if I said I was home. I'm playing golf with my brother right now. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'll excuse that. Oh, that's, that's crazy. Sick. So now every, invite him. What, right, that so would so be me. Too. That's why I would be a bad professor. Cause I would let people skip. Like if you oh, just yeah. tell me why you're skipping, I'm like, sure. I mean, like oh, I yeah, would yeah. too. And he like, because of that, like, he gave me a 39 out of 30 on my presentation. Oh my like I have wow. a 98 in the class and I've skipped like five classes. He's that would be all too. of them. That would be me too. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah. I love it. It works, man. Butter if them I up. ever teach a class, that's how I will be <laughs> for all of my future students yeah. who are infants right now. 
you know. Hey, well, you know, now that we've talked about uh, how we are being students and our thoughts on group discussion, we're going to move into our next segment of, of the evening, and that is Myers Sports. I just found a pretty fun score line here. This is a legitimate basketball, high school basketball game that happened in Jackson City, Kentucky. Mm. The Jackson City... Wait, let's see if there's any... There's no mascots listed on this, but Jackson City was facing Woodbridge, and the final score, 215 to 28. Holy cow. What are your thoughts, Myers? Report on this. That's unbelievable. I'm trying to think about... It was a basketball game? Yes. How many minutes are in a basketball game? In a high school basketball game? I don't remember. 40? 60? 40? I think it's like four 10-minute quarters. Sam played. Sam played basketball in middle school. It might be. Know. I'll look it up. It might be eight. Honestly, because I'm just be. thinking. I'm trying to think about the math on how many points they had to score per minute. I mean, they had to just. <laughs> they just yeah, dude, hey, hey, producer crazy. Samuel, how many minutes are in a high school basketball game? Four eight he, minute quarters. That's that. yeah, Is it actually that is unbelievable? I remember. I was watching NBA interviews the other day, and I think it was like Guillermo yeah. at the finals. And he was like, how many points could you put up in a JV game? Like, legit. And he was like, and the main question players asked for, like, how many minutes are in JV basketball games again? And that was, like, legitimately what they were saying. They are like, uh, they were trying to figure out how many minutes or how many points they could it, possibly it score. makes sense. I, I grew up homeschooled, as we've mentioned. And so I did homeschool sports. <laughs> and I was, like, the Did best. you play against your sisters? <laughs> no. <laughs> So like I was like the best in the homeschool <laughs> sports, but we would go play. Did y'all like play a, like basketball? I, and football? I only did track. They did have a basketball team. They didn't have football. Couldn't afford the insurance they for just it. Ran yeah. around, but like, there's no one there. Ran around in his front yard. <laughs> yeah, I just ran against my sisters in the front yard and I destroyed them. <laughs> no, they First actually, place, baby. They actually had an organized homeschool track team, and we would run against like the private schools in town, and they would wipe us. Like absolutely destroy us. Like so it, two hundred fifteen to twenty eight. That vibe? makes sense to me because I just imagine one is like some kind of struggling little school with like <laughs> short five seven skinny white dudes like five me seven's pretty tall playing against. Uh, <laughs> Dude, chill out with that. Playing against other people who are okay. Bigger. So to your point, <laughs> the Woodbridge team, the team that the losing team, had fourteen players. 10 of whom were freshmen or younger, including one female. Jamie Clay of the opposite team scored 64 <laughs> points. Yeah. And yeah, his teammate, Jamie. his teammate, Chris McIntosh, scored 54. Oh, yeah. So I mean, there was every, two players. Every one of them had to score like 50 or 60. Oh, so they had five word. others that had double digits. Yeah. That is nuts. Do you think that, okay, do you think that the parents of the losing team... <laughs> Like, okay, this is this is interesting. Oh, man, like, I have a good story. How do you... This is... Okay, I think about this a lot. I don't actually think about this that much, but if you're the person... At least once a day. At least once a day. If, you, if you're the person who farts the most in the world, you would, mm. you would never know. You would never know because you think that everyone mm. farts that much. I could be the person that farts the most. I could I be the actually, smelliest at Sanford. I actually am probably in the top person of I think I'm. I think I'm definitely most. up there first off. Well, but I have I have CF. Oh, true. Cystic fibrosis. Shout out. I also shout so, out to cystic fibrosis. Like those genes. people, those the parents of those kids that lost have no idea that we are talking about how poorly <laughs> they lost right now, and also like 
they're probably consoling their kids like you're it's not okay that like bad. they have a, a lot more resources all this stuff and it's like you're playing two, with girls. No, there's like two hundred and fifteen to twenty seven. Like wow. Yeah, it's like you are. have Honestly, no idea. It, like maybe I don't know how much the fart thing Sam, has anything to do with that. But I brought Sam, it. what do you think the worst score in a Bama Blazers game was? Ninety-two to three. <laughs> Ninety-two to three. Dude, me, me and Sam, legitimately, there was like, like our we played upward basketball growing up, That's and there cool. was like this one dude or maybe like two or three players that were like maybe maybe aau level there was one guy who was for sure aau level like basketball so the, his, that guy's dad had the brilliant idea of making like an upward all-stars like from like our church f- to compete in like aau basketball games and we oh were the gosh. we were the bama blazers oh gosh and sam was a starter i wasn't i wasn't far from being a starter but i was on the team and we would play honestly we might have people listening to this who have played our team like in these like alabama and like tennessee and georgia showcase tournaments if you ever played bama blazers shout out to you man i would love to hear this story from your perspective but we played in like three tournaments and we were like we're not doing this anymore but we played this one game against a team from chicago that was no i take that back they were the memphis bulls that's what it was and from our understanding they were like one of the top 10 teams in the country in our age group like they were the unreal. Blazers. we were in you were in seventh grade sam how old were we i think i was in sixth grade yeah summer after six so we were six and seventh grade i don't know how old you are like 12 or 13, 13 years old i think the other team had three kids who could dunk like it wow. was crazy as a 12-year-old as a well i guess they might have been 13 because we were yeah well, I was playing in sam's age group and what happens in AU games whenever they know that because this happens to them a lot they play in these like tournaments and they will they will keep the ball they'll legitimately kind of line up in like layup lines Mm -hmm. and then they'll keep the ball from you because there wasn't a shot clock I don't think there was a shot clock in AAU so they would just like literally dribble it around and keep the ball for as long so they could get through a game as fast as they can without exerting energy for like when they had to play like they're good teams wow. that is great so That's they went such up an insult dude. it was yeah. it was the worst like sporting moments of my life for those is tournaments. so insulting and we, but it's i would like get in in those games because yeah we were just like chasing them around and stuff and we would run out of fouls because we were we would foul them trying to get the ball back it was it was terrible and but anyways all that to say we were in this game we were down like i think it was 65 to zero like we literally had scored zero points i think wow. we got like a free throw opportunity and we missed both <laughs> like it was it was horrible we were playing in the spain park gym i like oh. i can feel it i can smell it i can see it and i go down that I, I somehow i got the ball and this was like before i i knew how to shoot with like my right hand behind like this was like still like the passing shoot <laughs> so i'm like and you're 13 that's crazy yeah <laughs> that's crazy also why were why were a second string playing at 65 to 0 because they ran out of fouls like the, everybody else had oh, fouled out yeah. my gosh so like i i was in and i i'm not kidding you like nba range i just come up and the other team's parents, that's what struck the chord when you said that. The other team's parents were like, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Oh my and I gosh. literally shot it from NBA ranch straight at the top of the arc. Drilled it. Like it was like <laughs> nothing but that. 65 to three. The whole place, the whole place, the other fans, everyone, like, the, so like the parents of the other teams that were waiting for them to play went crazy like, let's go wow <laughs> 65 30. and so i was just like that and then um later on in the game one of the kids who could dunk went ran down 
and um, he was going to, they were like laughing and like trying to see if they could dunk yeah. in the game. Yeah. Cause it was still difficult for them to dunk. Cause you know, they're freaking 13 yeah. and this kid goes up to dunk and I just like the intentional foul for sure. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is Slap so embarrassing. So I just like shoved him. And the dude broke his leg. <laughs> Holy cow. Are you serious? I had no clue that was coming. Yes. Oh wow. So this guy's like on the top, one of the top 10 teams in like the country. <laughs> broke his and leg. he goes up to dunk in a season. 65 to three game after I had drilled a three. <laughs> and I just intentional fell. And I got a tech. Yeah. Because I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I broke his leg. The ref told me that I got a tech because I laughed. Because, uh, oh, what was that? It was named Demetrius. What was that guy's name that was on our team that, um, Ah, it started with a D. I can't remember. But anyways, he like he came up to me and it, um he he definitely shared some words. Like I can't share on the podcast right now. But he was just essentially like f that guy. Like he sucks. And I I laughed at what he said to me oh my God. because I wasn't very comfortable with like cuss words Cursing at that point in my life. And yeah, <laughs> like oh, anyway, it was like Darius or Demetrius. I can't remember his name. But he like he came up to him and essentially like cussed the guy out. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like that was insane. <laughs> More like out of. Cruisers are crazy, Yeah, dude. You, like, couldn't believe it. And then when he saw, he thought that, like, we laughed because the guy, like, broke his leg. Oh, and my god! Yeah, it was, it was a terrible yeah, moment. That's so funny. How, that's so funny yeah. how vividly you remember everything. Yeah. Dude, dude, Spain Park, man. So, hey, do y'all remember, um, like, of all the sports teams you were on as kids, do you remember, like, the names of each of the teams? Oh, no. Oh, no way. No idea. The I only one I remember, yeah, the only one I remember was the best soccer team I was ever on. We came in third at state. I played rec for one of the local schools. And then they were called the Strikers. Strikers. And we were Let's go. raw. And then the next two or three years of soccer that I played, we were like the bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the barrel teams. And and I just quit because I was tired of losing. Cole, I'm trying to figure out how to pose this question without going down like too deep into this rabbit hole because travel soccer is, is definitely like a deep, dark hole yeah. no one understands. Yeah. True. But uh, let's see. Short explanation. There are four levels to club soccer. And I played at the highest level because I was a, like way too into it when I was in high school. Yeah. And you played at Briarwood, right? Mm-hmm. Which was the lowest level, mm-hmm. but it was like above rec though. You played D two. It wasn't. It wasn't. There's ECNO. Yeah. And then there's what's the one under? We're the one under ECNO. My team, because Briarwood has teams that function at like we're not rec. We are competitive, but we're not insanely competitive. Okay. And then you have individual teams that are like, we travel uh-huh. and like, but we're not going to travel like nationally. Sure. Sure. So like ECNLs travel nationally. We're traveling like within the state. Yeah. And like sometimes going to go do a tournament in like Georgia or Florida. That's, gotcha. that's where Regional. I functioned. I, 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 my question was, what was it like to play on a team that was like, like Very more bad. intense Very than wreck, but like. Well, so funny story about still that. not like national travel yeah. kind of stuff. I were the parents just freaking nuts in like Auburn and yeah. stuff. Like, I don't know what that would be like. Dude, a lot. Uh, I could give you 15 different stories. At one point got threatened by my teammates parent because I was like a big kid and didn't really know how to control my body. And then I like stepped on this guy's ankle mm. that like thought he was insane legitimately. Took his shirt off every time he scored. <laughs> wow. As like a 14, 14 year old. Which is like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, the his, equivalent of being able to dunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His dad like came up to me and like started chewing me out and I just started crying. That's like a 14 oh, year old. And my coach like had to step in. 
But so I played like growing up youth soccer, it very wreck. And then you could try out for the gold team. Mm. And every year for four years, I got a call that we're taking 22 and you're number 23 <laughs> for four years straight. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And, and we, oh, uh, like that, they probably called and told everybody. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's fair. Well, the thing was like my friends were good enough to be on the gold team. Like all of my like best friends. And so then I'd get put with like this Joe Schmo group of people. And then there, there was one year they didn't have enough for a blue team. So they're like, you can either not play or play like wreck. And I was like, all right, I'm going to play wreck then. <laughs> and so I played like as a 13 year old, I played wreck with people that had legitimately never played soccer in their life. Is that co-ed? Uh, sometimes it was co-ed. <laughs> and my nickname on the team was messy. Oh, let's go. I like was not good, That's awesome. but I was the only kid that had ever played competitively. That's actually awesome. And I would bring my friends that were like on the gold team to like come watch me play. Oh, let's go. And there's, there's this one, one game where we're like driving to this rec league and I'm like freaking hungry. And I'm like, dad, I've got to eat something before. And dad's like, oh, we got crystal. So I was like, yeah, we'll do crystal. crystal. So I get like crystal. three crystal burgers and my best friend orders and takes a bite and is like, these are bad. And I was like, I'll eat them. <laughs> so he watched me walk to the field, eat crystal, and then score three goals. Wow. <laughs> because like these kids suck. Dude. And then after that, like the next year I came back, had this whole like self-sabotage understanding, learned fear of failure is yeah. why I wasn't applying myself. Then ended up making the gold team until I, had to stop playing because of injuries, but uh, concussions. So yeah. now that we've discussed crystals, like so soccer good. and crystals, Jake, what's the disc golf world like? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to out you. You own a backpack for discs and multiple discs. That's fair. At least wow. ten. At least ten. It's discs. Like, no, See, dude, it's I, like I played. I played oh. disc golf. Listeners are just like I'm getting off this podcast. Right? <laughs> I played disc golf enough to have three discs, and I would carry them. All right just in my hand let's let's clear the air on this disc golf <laughs> crap okay i am a holder of a pga pdga professional disc golf association membership card i paid for it i have a pdga how number. much i think it's like 30 bucks a year wow um, high gates steep and when you you when you high sign up you get a little di- you get a disc and you get a little certificate so screw you guys first off um so and I, thank you. I entered tournaments uh, to play disc golf my junior and senior year of high school. I played tennis and disc golf. That was my two sports. Um, tennis, cool. Tennis, cool. Just disc golf, lamest freak. Um, <laughs> I, I played at the Gardendale course a lot. Okay, so also all of my friends, like Fields every Town single course. one of my friends, Fieldstown, every single one of my friends had gotten into disc golf heavy. And I was not the best of my friends. I was up there, but I was by like not the best. And I probably I probably spent like five hundred six hundred dollars on like discs and backpacks wow. and, and chalk bags that's, that's and, and ch- well, people chalk for frisbee golf. Yeah, you chalk your hands. I never I knew that. did not know that. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah, Stephen, you chalk your Steven, hands. Stephen, you chalk your hands. <laughs> how far? How far do you think a like regular disc golf drive is? I mean, I've I've played two yards. rounds before, so no, I'm yards. basing this off of like the length of the holes, and I would say maybe like. Like a hundred would be insane. A hundred what? 
100 was my guess. 100 feet or yards? Feet or yards. Uh, yards. I think 100 yeah. yards is also like par five or something. No, so 100 yards, like a good regular par three is going to be about 100 yards. Really? Like the, or actually the longest par three at Gardendale is 100 yards. It's 306 feet. Okay. Right? But like a good, like a par five is probably like 600 feet. And like you're, I would say you're a good disc golfer if you can accurately throw 450 feet. Like that's like, oh, okay. wow. it's like 120 yards. Yeah. Like I never got above, like I could throw accurately at my best 350 feet. Like that was the best I could ever do. That's pretty good though. And, it, and it's that's super, a football field. It's really interesting no. because putting is so much longer in disc golf, but mm. driving is so much shorter. Yeah. Like putting, that is like, interesting. like a yeah. 60 foot putt in disc golf is like, oh, that's a good putt. Yeah. But it's like a 60 foot putt in ball golf is like. Oh my! Like that is it, like yeah, like it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unreal. But like a drive in golf is like four hundred yards. It's like holy crap! Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah. you can't drive four hundred yards in disc golf. Like that's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Truly, yeah. that's impossible. It's weird. So it's weird, like the difference between them. But one one pet peeve I have with real golf is when there's like a ball like golf. a dog leg. It's fine. It's called ball golf. But it's fine. Uh, it's called ball it's called to disc golf. golfers. It's it's called, in, in like disc golf actually, world, everyone would call it ball when golf. there's like a that's when there's like a, a, a hole with like a big curve, and you're watching like PGA golf, yeah. and then they just like cut the corner, and they're like, "That was a 600 yard drive." It's like yeah. it truly wasn't. Yeah, it was just like a 600 yard drive if you like took your yardage thing and like yeah. made a big curve. That's yeah, that's just a random you know numbers. You get an econ guy. Yes, I guy, love econ. Right? I just want to say if there's so golf is called golf. And then there's other sports that sort of Football, take the game golf. of golf. Yes, there's ga- there's games based on golf that Disc use golf. different yeah. different. I don't know what you call Me- them. mediums. Yeah, but it's golf, golf. You know. Yeah, it's not. It's kind of like like table tennis. Wow, is tennis, but it's smaller. Mm, you know, yeah, I feel yeah. like I feel like golf it's is rare. One. It's rare that a game. That's based on another sport becomes as big as well, or bro, bigger than bro. That is soccer, football, and rugby are all football, but different variations of the mm. rules for football. Really? Would you say that so? Do you think with enough time, a sport that's based on another sport becomes as big yeah. as or bigger yeah. than? Yeah, hundred percent. Really? People thought that. People wow. thought because that, that that is like what happened with like soccer, rugby, and football. I never knew because that. football. It was like the reason why Americans call soccer football is because sock it's like an abbreviation of the word that comes before football, and then gridiron football is like American football, mm-hmm. and then there's like rugby football, which is rugby. So they've all kind of taken on their own like sport. This is the technical term, but the British hate the fact that Americans are like mm-hmm. it's soccer. Even though, like, yeah, like American it football is, it's like it's really strange how there had to be some sort of variation of it, like way, 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 like so. Which a one, thousand which years one came ago. first? There was like a different sport that was kind of like a combination of the yeah. three. But I remember when I watched a documentary on this like two or three months ago. But whenever like the free flowing aspect of like what we call soccer mm-hmm. was invented, mm-hmm. it like it blew up and like well-knownness or like fame like faster than any of the other ones did oh that's cool yeah Yeah. because uh, like and honestly like this is like as a soccer player i just i I have a huge bias but like i think that there's so much more like the main reason i enjoy soccer more than like american football which i do enjoy american football is like 
because there's like you don't stop all yeah. the time. Like yeah. I hate that about American football. Mm. I mean, That's it's like I think there's it's a different of, amount of strategy, and it's still super hard and stuff. I think why soccer is one of the most um, difficult sports to play is because constant. it's constant. Yeah, yeah. Similar to like I think basketball, <laughs> like, basketball, but it's <laughs> basketball is more explosive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to have a lot more endurance yeah. with soccer because there's the explosion of the play. Yeah, but then you have to like slow it back down <laughs> and still keep moving. The other day when Sam, our producer Sam, sitting over here in the yellow chair, going, <laughs> he played right back for the first time. I think I've ever seen him play in my life, and it was like hilarious seeing him like try to figure out like who to guard and stuff. And there's a level of like panic that comes. Oh that yeah, came over yeah, because. You can't call it. You literally can't call a timeout. Like yeah. there's no unless you kick the ball out of bounds. I guess, but still, yeah. and you're, you're like, like talking. You're like, what do I? What do I do? Help me out. Help me out. Who am I? Who am I marking? You know, it's just it's a fascinating tennis, sport. It's so interesting because like tennis is the biggest offender of like the downtime as opposed to like ball when, and yes. play time when you're competing is yeah. crazy. That is like nuts. ball and play for tennis is like twenty percent of the dude match. and yeah. and golf. Yeah, when the ball's in the air, when the ball actually is matters. when like you yeah. are competing. Yeah, Till golf then? is like a different world. Also, freaking if we want to talk about it, I don't want to. I don't want to get on this too much because I'll, I'll get fired up. American baseball is the worst invented sport. I hate baseball so of all freaking time. I have. I'm not saying it's not entertaining. I'm not saying it's, it's f- oh, not I fun. I am. I am. I'll go to a baseball game anytime. But if we're talking about like if you if no sports are invented right now, we like. You know, and we're just like, all right, let's chalkboard or we're on the let's whiteboard. Cre- let's create, let's a, sport. create a sport. If you were the most boring person on planet Earth, you would create baseball. <laughs> like, it is the most boring thing ever to me. Sorry, never there's my. Get I'm on board with that. I, yeah, now I the Red Sox hate us. So, <laughs> so boring. So boring yeah. to watch. So boring. I never wanted to play baseball ever. Uh, no, because I was I, like, I, what? I I'm going to go you. stand in a field in the heat. With and fill my glove, glove with dirt on. and put it on my head. Dude, and, like, I, 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 an American baseball glove is probably one of the coolest inventions. It looks cool. It it is, that's real. That's real. Yeah. It's like a call. The but Eames bro. chair was based off of a baseball glove. I learned that yeah. the other day. That's yeah. kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. Meant you would, to be, like, you would get some people oh, dude, very I've, riled up. I've already got some people riled up. I've got Same. Sam riled up. Sam's a huge baseball fan. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a way bigger golf fan than I am a baseball fan. But. I see how baseball, it's more social than golf is, which is, is why I think people love it. I also think, I also think it gets, it, it has avenues to become more exciting as the game goes on than golf does. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to sit here and be like, golf's more entertaining, people would shoot. Me. I think here's, yeah. here's the barrier for me with sports is it has to be entertaining to watch it happen regardless of if I understand the context so mm. if there's a lot of politics involved, this is why I'm a huge car guy, but I don't care to watch F1 is because F1 is primarily about all of the, the politics involved and, yeah. in the racers and the teams and everything going on. I just want to watch the race and be like, dude, this is so cool. They're going so fast. That's true. Mm. A lot and of people- with soccer, I can be like not that interested in, in what's going on with Crystal Palace versus Liverpool. I cannot care about either of those teams. It's still like an interesting But it's still like, watch. whoa, they're making passes. Yeah. This might be a goal. Oh, nope, just yeah. kidding. Oh, wait, nope. Uh, all of a sudden, there's it something going on. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. really interesting and entertaining to watch. Dude, one thing that is really funny as like a subculture from where we grew up is like trying, 
to get parents <laughs> that don't know what soccer is and explain what soccer is. Yeah. Oh my god! And then be like, I've been here for 15 years. I don't get offsides. I don't understand. <laughs> Why can't I just stand back there? Well, I wonder if that exists you know? in other parts of the country or is that just the... Like, I feel like the gap between like young people like Gen Z and, and like, what is the one above us called? Millennials. Like the gap between millennial and Gen Z and then Gen X is bigger here yeah. than anywhere else in the country. Yeah. Oh, it has to be. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone else kind of like adapted pretty, pretty well. But then here it's like, yeah, I don't understand it at all. And why would I? Because this want is to. better. I don't want this to. is way better. That's a communist sport. <laughs> there's also, like, yeah, there's right, like man. an unwillingness to change. Because it's European. Yeah. Wow. That, that was super deep there, Mars. There I, is an unwillingness to change here in our cultural I, I kind of I kind of start to see it in myself where I'm like, I don't like TikTok. I'm not on it. Mm. I'm not doing it. But, yeah. but then like, if you reject it now, then when I'm 45 and people have gone way through TikTok and on to the next thing, I'm lost, bro. Are any yeah. of you on? Are you, is anyone here on TikTok? I have a TikTok. I haven't. Do I you haven't have the app downloaded. On, no, I haven't had the yeah. app on my phone yeah. in probably four years. I haven't had yeah. it in like a year. Do you have? Did anyone? Ha- do you I don't have it on my phone, but mm-hmm. I do yeah. have an account so on. TikTok. You have it on your phone, sir? No. no, I and <laughs> I have like I am not. Do you have a download on your phone? No, I don't have TikTok, and I like. I don't feel like I'm very vocal about like. Oh no, I don't have TikTok. I don't feel like I'm that guy, but Abby Jane, is like you. Who's always Abby Jane? My girlfriend. We're dating. Whoa. We're dating. Whoa. We're dating and she's my girlfriend. <laughs> um, she's always like every time any sort of like content gets brought up that I'm always like, I don't have TikTok. I don't, I don't believe in that kind of stuff. <laughs> and like, I don't do that. But she's always like, you are that guy. 100%. I swear. Dude, Ella's that way too. Speaking of girlfriends, yeah. Ella's like, there's a weird culture that a few girls that I know have where they like, you don't have to call it's it like, culture. <laughs> no, I'm going to call it culture because hear me out. They like liking Taylor Swift is rebellion for them. Like they're like, mm. oh, we are like sticking it to the man. And yeah. I don't understand. That is going to get some people. I feel fuming. like I want, I want an explanation. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I, bet, I guarantee you almost every one of our female listeners is like can get it behind. Like, could you imagine if there was a male like well, like a flow of like like I think I understand. I think I. No, it would be like Ed Sheeran. Morgan Wallen's like at least he's doing something like that. Actually, Morgan, I listened to Morgan Wallen for the first time last night because we were we were listening to Spotify Wrapped and he's that's like impossible. <laughs> I, I, no I mean, I probably heard him at like Walmart yeah. on the speakers, but like sand in my boots. <laughs> also, his number one song, like he has this one song called Hometown that are like b- better than my hometown. Yeah. That song's pretty good. <laughs> But I know his I like his main song. Um, what, do you remember what it's called? Like the, it was like the number one track in America. Luke, cover me up. Cover. Uh, no. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. I also, so mad Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. I think no, it was Luke like Holmes Brett, cover. Luke Holmes, Luke Holmes cover. cover is way better. You are. Do you schmuck. think that? I literally you said out loud last night. I was like, I love that cover. <laughs> that is insane. What do you mean it's way better? Take. It's impossible for a cover. To Tracy be better. Chapman performed His, that at freaking Manchester know, to like a hundred thousand people. That Simply, is a cultural moment that will Tracy never Chapman's be replicated. Fast Car is one of the best songs of all time, and I honestly thought it was disrespectful that Luke. <laughs> I Holmes hated that he did that. Loves it. I got to piss like I'll a racehorse. I'll, I'll, I'll be so honest. <laughs> you didn't have to tell us what's what's <laughs> what's tough is I didn't like Fast Car. Wow. Until Luke Combs did it. That's rude. Wow. I like uh, like dude. And and 
I don't know what it is about Tracy Chapman doing it. I just don't like her. It sounds very like, you know, when girls are like, oh, I'm going to talk them cursive. And they're like, I don't, it sounds very like they're, they're impersonating like her, like trade, like it's like the way she delivers her voice. I don't like, I get like, honestly, like Lana Del Rey, Florence and the machine, like those kind of people, like they, they sing like that. But I, I think it is, there's a level of authenticity to Tracy Chapman that Lana Del Rey and Florence and the machine don't have. And and, and I'll, I'll, I'll totally understand that. I can get behind that. Okay. I don't, whatever that is, whatever you want to call that delivery, I don't like it. Mm. Luke Combs' voice, I like. I wanted to comment <laughs> on- I, I bet if Dr. Art Carden's wife sang, it would sound like that. That's the hippie. <laughs> that is the hippie that he is. Yeah. Okay, so your thing about this this breed of girl who's like cool, has cool style, kind of sees herself as different, but she listens to Taylor Swift and that's yeah. a rebellious thing. Your sister. Is one of them. Shout yeah. out Ansley. Real. Um, I, I relate <laughs> to that dropping. because I think a, a lot of the way that I am is because I grew up in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And I grew up around yep. a lot of re- redneck sort of people, blue collar sort of people. Nothing wrong with that kind of person. But I was I got di- problems with I that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate di- people from Jackson, Mississippi. You're not from Jackson. Than, You're from Brandon. I'm from Brandon, Mississippi. It's outside of Jackson. It's the suburbs. What's the next city over? Brian? Jackson, Brandon, what? Brandon. Oh, you're uh, trying to like. There's just different variations of the un at the end. Yeah. Of the name. Jackson, Brandon, uh, Canton. Canton is there. That's a bad joke. Okay. Anyways, I grew up in this <laughs> this southern place, and I'm into fashion and vintage cars. I'm into fashion. What's that? What's European the name of the place style. at um uh the the store beside like sneaky Swellophonic. beans? Swellophonic is a dope store. Cool I'll say skate that. Shop. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm into all these things. I'm into photography. I wear skinny jeans when they're in style, and all these people around me not now, are, <laughs> not now. I don't. These are very baggy. All the people around me are wearing boots, going hunting, shooting deer, listening to country music, going to state school, whatever. Mm. So a lot of me is rebelling against that. Yeah. A lot of me is being into architecture and taking pride in that yeah. because mm-hmm. it's because you're different, different than yeah. what I grew up yeah. around. So then when you do something that is very mainstream that a lot of people do, when you're that, different? that is rebelling against yourself. Mm. So I'm rebelling against this guy who's different, who listens to different music than everybody else, who wears different clothes than everybody else. When I turn around and I listen to Drake, one of the most popular artists yeah. in and the world. You, and you like Drake. And he was that. one of my I top artists he rolled in, up on, on my Spotify rap. But also, like, Drake is not Taylor Swift. I don't know. That's just me. I think that's the reasoning behind those kind of people. Because my sister grew up in the same place as me, so she is equally <sighs> rebelling by listening to something super popular. Jake has to go, everybody. Jake, Where are you going? I have to leave. I'm going to sell clothes at mom's basement. You're crazy. Vintage market. Wow. Why do you have to leave right now? To it's, ah, gotcha. it's, it's four minutes Hi. away. All right. Pleasure. Good to see you. Mm. Pleasure. All right. Hey, well, you know, I, I honestly think that could be Jake leaving could be a, a good way to wrap. Yeah. Yeah. We've been going for, we've been going for an hour. So yeah, there you go, guys. Um, Podcast. There's to the, in, the to first end your thought. It's convicting. 
Because I, I feel like I sit in the same thing. Yeah. Mm. And I do think. We can talk about it more. Bye, Jake. Yeah, no. I'm, I, I, <laughs> I feel like I'm, there's I'm, so I'm much more there to I'm sitting in this because I I heard someone, and I don't, I, I've, been, I've been saying this to people the way that I process things is I say thoughts to people and then I want to hear what they think so if I can decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing. External processing. Yes, I'm externally processing. So here's what I've been externally processing in my personal life late, lately. My two best friends, guys. Um, I think... When you're, when you're first born and you're first growing up in the world, you're very naive, obviously. You don't know yeah. much about the world. You're a child. Y'all are both firstborns. No, you're not. Sorry. I'm not. Shout out, Gracie. I, I am a firstborn. Um, from naivety, you learn about the world. You learn about how terrible the world is. The world's a bad place. Then comes cynicism, mm. where, where you, you see the world as it is and you're like, man, everything's terrible. And then I think from naivety into cynicism then comes wisdom because you have experienced the world, you know how terrible it is, but you, you, if you can get through the cynicism out on the other side, if you can combine cynicism with courage and hope, then comes wisdom because you're not naive, you understand the world's a bad place and you understand how terrible things can be, mm-hmm. but you still do whatever the thing is anyways to try and make yeah. the world a better place. Yeah. Mm. And, I can see that. And I'm kind of in, I'm trying to fight through cynicism mm-hmm. and learn to accept and love people in the world for how it is and shoot for a better. And honestly, future. that might be why people enjoy just normal pop music. I think that could be, I think that could be a motive. They're just like, I'm tired of like trying to be cool. I'm, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to enjoy music. Yeah, my argument at that point is like I just don't think pop music sounds good personally, and yeah. I could get there. I can I could get there and be like, okay, well then let's just. I just I think that my main qualm is when we do get there, and like Jake offered with the TikTok thing, like when people who are at the Taylor Swift and they would argue that they got there through what you're saying. It's like they're fighting through cynicism to get to just like enjoyment, joy, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. And then as soon as I'm like, I just don't understand. And they immediately are just like weaponize you for not getting past cynicism yet. Mm. It just, it, 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 there's a level of frustration that comes to me because they think they're like, oh, like if I were ever to get a comment that was like, you would never do that. I don't think that most people can articulate that. Mm. And I think part of the way you fully get past the cynicism is you acknowledge it. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I'm fighting to do that in my own life. I also like, I think it's interesting too, because, um, Sam was there with me, but also Sam and I have, we have pretty similar taste in music, but my first exposure to music besides like Toby Mac and what, or in like, you know, Christian music and stuff was like rap because of my friends in like high school or middle school, because that's what they listen to. They listen to like mm-hmm. Kanye and Lil Wayne before basketball games. Yeah. And like I do like that music, so I still like listen to Graduation and and Dropout, College Dropout, and all those Kanye like albums. But then also my brother, my oldest brother Seth, shout out Seth. <laughs> um, he had he got he started driving when he was sixteen, obviously. And then he would drive Sam and I to school and drive us around all the time. And he had like an iPod Touch with his own Apple account, so our parents couldn't see what he was listening. That's to. That's crazy. And he went That's to yeah he was listening to or sorry he went to a theater academy so he was around a lot of like artistic people what 
Yeah, and he legitimately started. <laughs> he started like I, Mr. Brightside was one of the first songs that I like loved. Like he started oh, playing wow. the Killers, Bon Iver, whenever nice. he was like on his wow. first album. That's actually crazy. And Two Door Cinema Club and Phoenix and like the first bands that I ever liked, like I ever like mm-hmm. loved and knew the name of that weren't Christian bands were indie bands. Yeah, so and I feel like that's wild. That not to be like a freaking individualist as frick kind of guy. I'm, I'm not trying to be that. I'm trying to be honest. Like I genuinely think for me, like not, I don't know about nature, but like my nurture side, like I love indie music and I feel like indie music is such like a, like a rage against the machine, like anti-establishment mm-hmm. movement yeah. that people associate that I would like bands like, you know, freaking Dayglo or something like that. As in like this, well, Dayglo's not a good example, but you know what I mean? Like, for me, it's like I genuinely never liked pop music. Yeah. I never Here's, had a perp. I never had a place where I listened to Red or like whatever the heck yeah. her other albums are. Yeah. So then, whenever I'm like you know seventeen or eighteen, or I, honestly now is the first time I've ever really listened to Taylor Swift. I'm like, this is just like, like I I genuinely think like that like some of her music is is like. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dog on Taylor Swift. But like, I just don't understand. Like, in comparison to other music you could listen to, why sonically that sounds better for some people. I have. I have another thought. Um, I wonder if some people. So a lot of people develop their music taste when they're in high school, and yeah. middle school, and that's why a lot of older people, I think, are stuck listening to. What what they grew what up they listening. grew up listening to yeah. like the the old stuff's always better you know yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if the reason why some people like us find the lesser known artists the indie music the whatever and other people are drawn towards the popular things I wonder if it's almost in people's self discovery in learning who they are through high school, mm. which is kind of what happens through your teens and your twenties, discovering who you are and what you like and what you don't mm-hmm. like. Some people lean into the unknown mm-hmm. and are willing to go against the grain yeah. and figure out who they are and what they like independently of other people. Yeah. Which I think is kind of how we, that's are. more like nature yeah. than nurture. I feel like, whereas some people, they want to fit in with everybody else and they just want to find their people. So desperately they're willing to bend to what is popular. Mm-hmm. I think something that's been, that is really interesting is like, there is a subcategory though of like us, our friends that like listen to the unknown artist and pride ourselves on the smaller artists. And then that, that becomes the like pop artist in our world, you know, like yeah, Bonnie bear. We all know him. We all love him. Everyone knows that it knows who that is. He also did that. He did. And honestly, he that should be with, the guy we talked to about this. We should have Bonavera. Bonavera on. We should yeah, have Justin on. Vernon on. That'd be Justin. insane. They literally have a, a little Justin Vernon sign yeah. on the, on my that's funny right over there. But I think there did an album with it. Yeah. Like, that's and great. There's Taylor probably Swift. interviews on that. We should listen to that. And yeah. Ella's like biggest Avenue. Cause she's such a Taylor Swift girl. She mm-hmm. freaking loves her. Who is Ella? Uh, Ella's my girlfriend. Shut up. Yeah. She's <laughs> fire. She's a beast. Um, but she's, she's always been Taylor Swift. Always been about it. And, uh, her biggest thing is like, Cole, I care. We're, we're big on fighting the MO of 
I care about it, so you should care about it. Mm. You know, I've told her, I freaking love golf. You do not have to care about golf. Mm. I don't want you to. That's interesting. You love Taylor Swift. I don't. I don't. <laughs> you like use the golf as ammo to yeah. be like, I, please don't make me. Yeah. yeah, no, literally. But she has said for your avenue in to liking Taylor Swift, please listen to the folklore album, which is mm. the one with Justin Vernon. Sure. And I've tried the, the song that I love is the one that he features on. And I like his part. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, yeah, yeah. The I'll only Taylor that. Swift music I listen, I'll listen to, to is that the song. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And, but I think there is like a really interesting and, and not to go like personality type Enneagram crap. Mm. I'm like a four. So I, my whole thing is like, I want to be individual, mm. but I also want to be like cared for and loved and all this stuff. And so growing up with like people that have similar music taste to me and we all like growing up around people like y'all, having like Justin Vernon or like mm-hmm. RKS that become these like mm-hmm. popular indie bands. Yeah. I was always grinding to find the, mm, like yeah. the next one. Have next you heard guy. of so-and-so or yeah. whatever? And I don't know if that's like, that's probably like a personal, like, okay, what are we trying to prove? Like, why are we trying so hard for that? Yeah. And so in that I've watched my music taste go from I'm grinding to find artists that no one really knows. Yeah. To, I'm finding phonics and like sounds that I enjoy Mm -hmm. and I'm going to sit there and then like looking at my rap this year, I've kind of swung from like, I'm so indie, like you don't get me to more back towards like, I don't like some pop music, but I'm going to choose like people are in the car. I don't know your taste. I'm going to put on Zach Bryan because I like how he sounds and everyone likes him and it's a safe Mm -hmm. bet. I'm going to put on Noah Kahan, which are like the two most basic like pop guys right now. Yeah. Were they on your top five? Either of them? They were actually. Zach Bryan was my number one. I like, I started listening to him when I was in high school, when I started my construction job. That was like when I got into country music, him and Tyler (laughs) Childers were like, That's that's a fitting time. Yeah. And I like freaking loved it. And I've just always, I don't know, since then, it's like easy on the ears. But I also have like Spacey Jane, Gregory Leon, Isaacov, like yeah. all those guys. But I yeah. like love the like current joy Spacey Jane sound. And mm-hmm. Ella was like, all of this music sounds the same. And I was like, that's what it sounds like when I listen to Taylor Swift. And she's mm. like, that is so funny. Yeah. Like, I just prefer that sound to how yeah. Taylor Swift I can I can relate. There was a time in my life where like playing what is the Rex Orange County song that's like um Loving is yeah, easy. Loving is easy. Yeah. yeah. I remember there was a time end of high school, beginning of college, where I like adored playing Loving yeah, is Easy same. by Rex Orange County for for like normies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they were just like, Oh my gosh, this is indie music. Yeah, and it's like this is your foot into now it's this like, world. Yeah. I mean and, and y'all know, like my favorite music now is like borderline. Like it, it's not even, yeah, <laughs> there's not even voices. It's just, yeah. 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 Shout it's out Elijah. Shout out Krungman. Shout yeah. out David Bazilia. Yeah. Shout out Will yeah. Carlisle. Like you're offering me music that like no one can, no one can make fun of me about. It's yeah. just, it, it's like, Hey, why do you listen to that? It's like, I know the guy it's where, yeah. yeah. and he's True. not, he's not, that's not a flex either. <laughs> there's like, there's like Elijah. 400 monthly. Listeners. <laughs> yeah. Elijah like, Knapp has four or 500 people who listen to his music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like literally like he's not even it's not even like I know the guy like I could I could FaceTime it, it, them right now and they would want to be friends with you too like yeah, it's not even yeah, like a yeah there's no exclusivity yeah. in it at all so true yeah no it is a fascinating thing to discuss though and 
like like all things i think it is an interesting thing like going out of like you know when we had this i'm not i'm not gonna make this into a covid thing but it is just fascinating like you had society before covid where like i felt like there was so much merit in what we were talking about like being like the indie guy and like pushing through and being a yeah. like cool guy that's and then true. you had to like, like no sit alone yeah forever and then like you realize nobody really cares about anything and mm-hmm. everybody kind of cares about like the same stuff mm-hmm. and then now there's like this weird newfound freedom in in like taste and 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 things so yeah, yeah. i don't know like that that's why i feel like valor is the most popular coffee shop in atlanta and like even like june is Mm. like is the best coffee shop in Birmingham but I feel like a lot of um like normal like suburb people are like afraid of it whereas before it was like it seemed like this aspirable I don't know I I've, I feel like I'm talking in kind of colors now but it is just a fa- <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating observation I have yeah I, I I feel like I moved away a lot from trying to be different from everybody else and trying to just learn what are common things mm-hmm. that everyone wants and everyone yeah. needs and how can I help people feel more at home and safe yeah yeah it's true on that note guys this was a good time i really enjoyed this first ever episode we've we, i mean i guess we technically recorded one episode before but just and then the, you just really need one of these boards to make this happen so <laughs> now that we have yeah, this true. we uh cole thank you for coming on yeah Anytime. thank you jake yeah. well yeah thanks jake we'll see you again i'm Perfect. sure thank also you a premise of this that we haven't really shared yet is um if you're on it then you can be back on, if that makes any sense, as a host. So the next time Cole's on, he'll be hosting our guest. Perfect. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Me too. I look forward yeah. to it. Thank also, you. I just want to give a give a brief moment to shout out Blake Watley and Tim Whitley. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yes. Tim Whitley. Whitley and Watley of Summer Boys because you're one of the main reasons we're doing this right now. 100%. Love you guys. Yeah. Yep. And Jackson guys. and Lachlan, if you ever listen to this, that will be the best day of my freaking life. Fair enough. Real. Uh, I, I, yeah. Legends. Um, anyways, signing out. <laughs>